0: Well, hey there. Welcome to this week's episode of Strong and Sculpted, the podcast by me, Kim Constable, also known as The Sculpted Vegan, about all things strong and, of course, all things Sculpted, and today's podcast definitely is going to focus a little more on the strength aspect of what this podcast is all about. Because as you know, whenever I developed this podcast, it wasn't always supposed to be about bodybuilding. I really wanted to incorporate the underlying strength that is required to not only be successful in you know the gym or in bodybuilding, but really in all aspects of life. So whenever I get asked questions within my private Facebook groups, or whenever I get asked questions on Instagram. Instagram. Whenever I answer these questions, I very rarely answer the actual question that's been asked. And instead, what I do is I look for the assumption underneath the question that's being asked. I look for what would drive someone to ask this question and what would be the behavior going on that would cause them to act this way. So why am I telling you this? Because this week in the four-week shred group, um, which is one of my uh, signature programs, we're currently running a four-week Shred $10,000 challenge. And this is the last week of the Shred. So of course, everyone's really frantic and they're all asking questions about what should I do after the Shred? And, and you know, where should I go? And and should I still do cardio? And how much should I eat? And everyone's like kind of getting a little like worked up about what's going to happen after it, which does happen whenever you're coming to the end of a Shred and you're worried about losing, you know, all of your progress and you just want to know what to do afterwards. And so one of the members this week asked a question within the group. And because this member has been a member of many of my group, she has bought many of my programs, I've actually gotten to know her quite well. And so I've been able to see her uh, what we call her behavior equation I've been able to see her journey through this and kind of make assumptions which may or may not be true about what this particular member you know may or may not be thinking a lot of may or may nots in there but um i i, I really got you know went diving deep into the answer you know of this question and i then I thought to myself you know what this would actually make an epic podcast episode so you guys are going to get the benefit of what I advise this member because I think that it's something that many of us struggle with and I think it is something that many of us could be um, or could have more help with. So, before I dive deep into the question, though, and dive deep into what my answer was and the topic, you know, we're going to discuss today, what I would like to tell you, as I always do, is that, of course, we are going to do the draw for January, but we're just about entering into February now. And anyone who leaves a review of my podcast on whatever platform it is that you listen to it on goes into a draw to win any of the Sculpted Vegan programs. And let me tell you, we have loads and loads of programs. And if you're like, yeah, that's kind of interesting to me, I think I'm just gonna go check out her programs. Um, If you go to our website, thesculptedvegan.com, you will be able to see all of the programs that we offer and you may be able to choose whatever one tickles your pink for free. If you leave a review on the podcast, on whatever platform you listen to, A nice review, not a shitty review, because we don't want shitty reviews. We just want nice reviews. And actually, we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reviews on there. And every single month, we pick a winner. And next week, we are going to announce the winner of January, because my team usually picks the winner. They literally troll through all of the uh, reviews that are left. And then they they basically choose whichever one they really felt resonated with them that month. Um, And so you could also win, you know, a copy of the 18 month Sculpt and Shred program, which retails at $1,500. People, hello. And it could be yours for free. So uh, get onto whatever platform that you listen on. Not on our website, by the way. Not on the Sculpted Vegan website. If you're listening here, go to one of the platforms, um, one of the podcasting platforms, and leave a review there. And we will do the review for January. And next week we will announce the winner of. Sorry, we will do your review. Leave a review for February, and next week we're going to announce January's winner. So um, let's dive deep into the content that we're going to discuss today. So for this question that I'm actually not going to read the whole question. I going to tell you what it was about. So one of our members, I'm going to give her a shout out, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. So one of our members, Michelle Sneddon, and she actually has a whole Instagram, I think, and Facebook account. Um, I think she calls herself, my I should have looked this up actually before I started recording, My Fatsuit Freedom Journey, I think Michelle is called because Michelle, and she won't mind me saying this because she is so open. This woman has so much courage and I absolutely admire her. I admire her so much, her courage, her strength, what she has come through, the adversity she's overcome. And basically, Michelle's story is that, you know, she used to be, I think, a PT years ago or certainly, you know, in fitness anyway. She was very, very fit. She was slim, toned. um, She looked absolutely amazing from her pictures. But over the years, circumstances happened and she allowed herself to put on quite a lot of body fat. And so she first joined my one of my four week shred programs, um, a different four week shred we used to have, which was last year. And I think she cycled through it like two or three times. I don't know whether it was two or three times in a row, but I know that she she entered a couple of the different competitions that we ran back then. It was only five thousand dollars. Now we give away ten thousand dollars and five thousand dollars for second prize. So um, she entered a couple of the different competitions and she worked through the program and she lost an enormous amount of weight. And then she purchased our eighteen month sculpt and shred program, and I think that she started on it but then life got in the way and I, a couple of things happened and then she fell off the wagon and then she got back on and then she fell off and and so um she hasn't you know in the last year gotten to where probably she would have wanted to go to get to um within her journey just because of circumstances that happened and so what she was asking me in the four-week shred group was she basically was saying what do you think I should do at the end of the shred should I repeat the shred again the four-week shred or should I you know buy the 12-week shred I think she already has it anyway or you know and she she did the twelve week shred as well whenever it was um, whenever it was running, and she said, uh, well, it's still running, but we ran a competition, and so she did, she entered the competition, and so she was saying, you know, should I do the twelve week shred again or should I do the eighteen month program? And only because I know Michelle so well, I decided to give her advice that was different to I would get, that I would give other people, uh, because you know, if anyone else was asking me that question, and I didn't know them, what I would say was, well, it depends on your goal. Like, what is your goal? If your goal is immediate fat loss, and you have, you know, say you're like twenty. 25% body fat and you want to get down to 18% body fat then yes you could do the 12 week shred or you could cycle the 4 week shred again you know I would have given them different advice but because I've seen Michelle over the last year and I've been involved in her journey I wanted to give her different advice um I think that that advice today is very applicable to many 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 people who um you know who suffer from the same affliction now total transparency here. I asked Michelle, was it okay for me to give her this advice before I gave it? Like in the Facebook group, she was live on the Q&A and I said to her, you know, I'm going to give you a little Mama Kim Smackdown. That's what they call a Mama Kim Smackdown, which is basically some um, reality data delivered um, straight up with a lot of love. So that's what a Mama Kim Smackdown is. And I do them very often in my Facebook group. So I'm like, Mama Kim Smackdown coming. And actually, you know, quite often they post and they're like hoping to get a Smackdown. Like they like they, they really are hoping to get a Smackdown because they kind of love them so much. That's kind of, you know, the, the perfect mixture of pain and pleasure. So <laughs> I said to Michelle, I said, okay if I give you Mama Kim Smackdown? And she was like, yes, yes, of course, give it to me. And I said, like, I'm going to make a lot of assumptions about you. They may or may not be true. But I just want to tell you what I see and what I think would help. So she said, go for it, go for it. So um, basically, the advice that I give Michelle is basically what I'm going to teach here now. But, you know, so the first thing that I, I said to Michelle, or the first thing that I I see the problem I see, whenever people embark on fitness journeys, or on diets, or people struggle to, you know, really make effective long-term changes in any area of their life, but especially in you know, body composition, is that we, we get addicted to short-term results. So Michelle has done four, I think, four-week shreds, maybe three, but I think four. She's also done a 12-week shred. She has lasted through these shreds. She has done every cardio session. She has followed the meal plans. She has showed up at the gym. She's doing incredible, you know, weights at the gym. She is being really, really, really consistent and she is really showing up for herself. But yet, her weight would tend to yo-yo and she hasn't, she isn't where you would imagine she would be at the end of a year of, you know, fitness programs. Um, and, and I think that's because of of the reason that I'm just about to discuss. So let me tell you first a story about, you know, how I overcame this particular problem because the reason why I understand it so well is because I obviously have it myself, which is, you know, I think many of us do to a certain extent. So whenever I... Whenever I was younger, I always wanted to be a millionaire. (laughs) And people are like, Kim you can't say that out loud. And I'm like, why not? Like, why not? Like, I always wanted to be rich, right? So I, I, and like being a millionaire is a very subjective term, by the way. Like my company turns over more than one million. So does that mean that I am a millionaire? Like, or does it mean you're a millionaire if you have a million in the bank, okay? So, um, but anyway, I I didn't particularly want to be a millionaire. I wanted to be what a millionaire represented. So I wanted to have loads of cash, basically, right? I wanted to have loads of dough. I was like, want to be the richest person that I know. And people are like, Kim, you shouldn't say that out loud. I'm like, why the fuck not? Why should I not tell people I wanted to be really rich? I am a really good person, okay, and I and I know that if I have loads of money, I'm gonna do really good things in the world. Okay, I'm not one of these, you know, one of these like narcissists. Or I'm not. And you're like, uh, really, Kim? I'm getting that sense here, listening to you. That possibly you might be, but I like, I am not like, I am not one of the bad guys in the world. I'm one of the good guys, right? So the more money I get, the more good I do in the world. The more people I reach, the more I get the message out there. The more I educate people. Like I am one of the good guys, right? So I always wanted to be really, really rich. And I'm not going to lie to you. I also just wanted to like drink really fine champagne, go on really good holidays, travel first class and do all that crap, right? So I wanted to be really, really, really rich. And I had this this vision. I had this dream. I was like, one day I'm going to drive a Range Rover, and I'm going to have a a, a full-time personal chef and I'm going to have a full-time housekeeper and I'm going to fly first class to Australia. And I was like, I had all these dreams, okay? So I had this dream of how I wanted to be, and I really had no idea how I was going to get there. I just knew that this was what I wanted. And so one day I decided, well, you know what? If I don't work towards this goal, it's never, ever going to happen. So I decided that I would start working towards this goal. And it all happened whenever my, um, after my fourth son, Jack, was born, I um, I, I was kind of a I was like one of these people who was a perpetual starter, right? Maybe maybe you might know one of these people. You're probably not this way yourself. But you know those other people that you come into contact with? with? Mm-hmm. Well, so um, what would happen would be I would constantly start businesses. So I would come to my husband and I would say, I've got this really, really good business idea and um, and I think I'm going to do this business. And and he would go, uh, let me see the business plan. And I would go, well, I don't have one. And he would say, well, you know, my husband is an amazing businessman. He's got an incredible mind. And so... <laughs> I would bring him my business plan and he would say, Nah, it's not going to make any money. And I'd be like, no, 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 but it really is. And he'd be like, Kim, the margins are too low. The volume is too high. You ain't going to make any money if you do this business. I'd be like, what do you know? You don't know anything. Forgetting that he was you know, running a very successful business. <laughs> you don't know anything. So I would go off and do the business. And then, you know, and, I, and I'd and be all excited and starting the business and it'd be great. And, and then, you know, and, and then we would get our first initial flurry of customers and it would be wonderful. And then I would just be a bit like, you know, this is like really hard work. Um, these... Bloody customers are driving me insane. And why do they have to be so goddamn picky all the time? And uh, actually, my business would just be so much easier if it wasn't for the customers. And then I was like, and these freaking staff—they're never turning up on time. And I have to drive them places. And they're like, and, and I just—you know—I was like, I really wish that I hadn't started this business. And uh, and so then I would say, you know what? This this thing, this business, isn't really for me. I realized that it was just a hell of a lot of work, and it wasn't giving me what I wanted, and it wasn't going to make me a millionaire. So I decided to close up. And so then. I decided that I was going to be famous online or start an online company. So I started researching online companies and I started the work at home mum network because, you know, I had run a successful business. I, like, I had forgotten conveniently that the business I was running had actually not really made Any money, but I was convinced that I could teach other female entrepreneurs to, you know, to to make money online. So I and other work at home moms. So I started the Work at Home Moms Network, you know. So this is like one of these life coaches. Okay. So in, in the early days, I was like, you know, these life coaches that you get and they're like 24 and they have zero life experience, but they're a life coach. They're like, it's like, yeah, hi, my name is Callie and I'm a life coach. And I'm like, and but Callie you're like 16. Yeah, but I'm a life coach. I'm like no 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 no. You 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 haven't even lived life. How can you be a life coach? Or you know, the people who like do one bikini competition and suddenly they're like the world's best online fitness trainer. I'm like you did you did one competition. But but they're a prep coach and they can prep you for your competition sweetheart, you did one competition. <laughs> the only thing you know is is how to get yourself lean. How the hell are you know I prep coach? But, you know, here's the thing. I was one of those people, so I can't talk, right? So, I was like, I run a successful business and and I just started the Work at Home Moms Network and I was trying to teach, you know, I, all these female entrepreneurs to be, you know, successful online entrepreneurs. And, I, you know, I was moderately successful. Like we had the website and we had the members area and we had different members that joined and I would do these Facebook Lives every week and I would do videos. And if you go to YouTube and look up Kim Constable YouTube, I can't believe I'm telling you to do this, but you will find some of my early horrifying videos from the work at home moms network oh my god they are horrendous but you know what I've never taken them down because I am proud of where I've come from and who I have become they're part of my journey so if you go and you want to have a laugh to yourself go and look up some of my absolutely horrendous videos online and you can have a little titter to yourself and say there's baby Kim just doing her thing online so um so why am I telling you all this right well here's the thing I was I was constantly starting businesses Never really achieving anything great, so I was starting these businesses, and I had, you know, I had, I had different companies. I was, I was uh, actually a, a portrait artist for a while. Yes, I'm very good with the pencil. I was uh, working as a portrait artist, but I realized that wasn't going to make me enough money. And then I, you know, started a, a language company for children, but that wasn't making me enough money, and it just got too hard to try and find clients. You know, and do all that stuff. And then I started the working on Mom's Network, and I got it all set up, and that's how I really learned about being an online entrepreneur. But, you know, it got to a point where, like, I had to try and find more clients. And, like, that was really, really hard. And then I decided, like, I wasn't really cut out for being, like, an online entrepreneur. So then I gave it up. And then I decided to become a yoga teacher. And so I became a yoga teacher. I was a very successful yoga teacher. I ran very successful workshops, um, in-person workshops, 120 people a month we had coming through our workshops. And that was, like, my most successful business to date. And then I even started, like, a little online thing as well called D Yoga Talks, which actually now is very successful but at the time like it wasn't really successful and then I was like so I achieved moderate success with my yoga business and then I gave it all up to become a bodybuilder and here was the problem okay see between all of these businesses that I had started all of them had achieved moderate success. Like all of them had achieved moderate success. They had made enough money to sustain themselves, but they certainly hadn't made me rich. Right. And my goal was to be rich, not like like Richard Branson. Yes. Okay. Who am I kidding? Like I do want to be as rich as Richard Branson, but I don't know that I'll ever honestly get there. And I don't think it would make me happy if I did, but I wanted to be really, really wealthy, but none of these businesses made me really, really, really wealthy. Why did they not make me really, really wealthy? Because I was addicted. To the short-term gains. I was addicted to starting the businesses, getting, to, they, getting them to a reasonable level of success, but then whenever they got to a reasonable level of success, success and it really turned into hard work. I I tended to give up and go back to, you know, the exciting part of building the idea and conceptualizing the idea and starting a whole new business again. So whenever I came to my husband and I said, I have this really amazing idea for a business, he went, oh my God, please, no not another one. Because I had decided after you do a talk, so I was like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm That's me. I'm, I'm done. I'm just going to be a stay-at-home mom from now on. I'm just going to like, you know, it was, I was a stay-at-home mom anyway, but I was, I'm going to be committed to our four children. I was already committed to our four children, but I decided that like, you know, I, maybe I just wasn't cut out for business. And then one day I came to him and I was like, I'm going to train for a bikini competition as a vegan competitor. And I'm going to start an online company called The Sculpted Vegan. And he was like, You're going to start a company called The Sculpted Vegan. I was like, yeah, yeah. And it's going to be really good. And he was like, who or what is going to purchase these products? And I was like, it's going to be amazing. We're going to purchase to women over the age of 40 who are vegan, who want to look like a physique athlete. And he was like, oh, okay, Kim, there's, there's just maybe one or two problems that I see here. And I was like, no, 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 there's no problems. This is going to be amazing. And he was like, no, no, there's a couple of problems I see here. Firstly seriously 40 year old women who are vegan who want to look like a physique athlete even if they've never stepped foot in the gym are you nuts second problem kim you've never even done a bikini competition you are not a physique athlete and i was like yeah but i'm training for one and i'm going to do one i'm going to document my entire journey and i'm going to make it into a program online and where do you see it's going to be really successful do you think you believe me no and actually part of him not believing me and really just being fed up with me, like starting all these businesses and taking, you know, all this time and effort and energy and like not actually producing anything. Well, you know, part of his, his non-believing in me is actually what spurred me on to be successful because now I do actually own the world's largest online vegan bodybuilding company. We do turn over multiple seven figures per year. And actually I did everything that I said I was going to do. And I have a full-time chef a full-time housekeeper. I fly first class to Australia and we go on multiple holidays a year. And basically I am living the life of my fucking dreams. Okay. And I make no apologies for it because I worked my bloody ass off to get here. Okay. But here's, here's why this story is relevant. Right. And here's why I have experience with this simply because in the past, I wasn't willing to do what it takes to be the success that I wanted to be. And the reason why I wasn't willing to do what it takes is because I kept giving up before I got there. And this is the problem that I see time and time and time again whenever people want to achieve greatness, but they never ever get there, is because having something that you want requires doing something that you've never done. And I've totally butchered that quote. It kind of came to me at the last minute. And I was thinking, it's like, you know, in order to get something you've never got, you have to do something you've never done. And you have to be willing to go the extra mile. You have to be willing to push through. You have to have determination. You have to have a mindset. You have to be willing to go the hard yard and feel the fear and do it anyway. And all of that, you know, all of that like bullshit that they sell you and all that motivational crap that we all believe in every day on Instagram when we see it, but we never really actually do for ourselves. So how does this relate to the lovely Michelle and her story? So what I saw whenever I looked at Michelle was that Michelle had done several four-week shred programs. She'd done them really successfully. She had done a 12-week shred program and she'd done it really successfully. She had purchased the 18-month sculpt and shred program but she wasn't working the 18-month Sculpt and Shred program. She had started it, fallen off the wagon, gone back to the four-week Shred. I think maybe started it again, fallen off the wagon, and then gone to the 12-week Shred. I think then maybe started again and then went back to the new four-week Shred. So Michelle, every time she got to a certain point in the 18-month program, she stopped what she was doing and she, she changed courses and she went to, you know, the, the shiny new thing, you know, the new four-week Shred that promised, you know, epic results in a really short space of time. And believe me, she did get epic results in a really short space of time, but she just didn't get that ultimate body that it is that, you know, that ultimate result that she's always been craving. So why is it? Well, one of the things that we teach in the Sculpt and Shred program is a concept called the emotional cycle of change. So, the emotional emotional cycle of change isn't actually my concept. It came from a book that I read years ago, and I never actually implemented anything in the book, but I got this one component from it, which I've taught over and over and over again, which truly has been um, transformational in my own understanding of, of why we do this and, and what goes on. So, the book was um, The 12 Week Year, and it's by Brian Moran and Michael Lennington. Um, it was a really good book. And And if my business had been in a different place, I may have recommended the things that they they said to do in the book. But this emotional cycle of change was just absolutely epic. So here is what happens whenever we embark on a new project, whether it be business, whether it be the gym, whether it be a relationship, whatever, okay? Okay. This emotional cycle of change can be applied really to any area of your life. You can apply it to your marriage, like I said, you can apply it to your friendships, you can apply it to your business, you can apply it to your body. So here is what happens with the emotional cycle of change. The first stage of the emotional cycle of change is the emotional cycle of change is uninformed optimism uninformed optimism is a beautiful beautiful stage uninformed optimism is the stage at the start of your gym program or your relationship you know when all you can see are the benefits and none of the downsides so like you see say you know that the 18 months the 18 month sculpt and shred program and you go oh my God, that looks absolutely epic. Look at all of those people who've graduated the 18-month program. Look at what they look like. That woman's 60. She looks better than I did when I was 20. Oh, my God. Look at Kim Constable. She looks epic. Oh, my God. It sounds amazing. And they give you meal plans and they tell you exactly what to do and has a full interactive members area. And there's instructional videos. And you start telling your husband, you're like, I really want to get this program. This is amazing. This this is the program. This is is the program that is going to get me a physique athlete's body. I am going to look like Kim Constable in 18 months. I'm going to have abs. I'm going to have quads. I'm going to have a big round full booty. And I'm going to wear that thong bikini that I've always wanted to wear. And my husband's going to fancy the pants off me. And it's going to be epic. And you go around telling people and you say to your husband, oh my God, or you say to your significant other or your mother or whoever, like I got this program and they go, but, but how are you going to fit in like all those gym sessions? You go, no, 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 it doesn't matter. Like I'll make up work. I'll get up early. I'll get up at 4am. And she's like, "Yeah, but like, does this mean you're gonna have to cook like a different meal for you and a different meal for the family?" Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I love cooking. Love cooking. Like, look at me over here. Just cook, 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 cook. Yeah, totally love it. Like, I'll make it work. And no matter what anyone says to you, you're like, "No, no, no, no. I'm gonna make this work." Like, this happens in a relationship as well. You know, you go into a relationship with a man or a woman, or 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 a significant other, and you're like, oh, "This." person is amazing and you know you just look at them through rose tinted glasses and you're like aren't they just amazing oh look at that they just they texted me in the morning and oh and they text me every morning before I wake up and say good morning beautiful I've never had anyone make me feel so good and he he paid for dinner and and like she drove to pick me up and like she just and we talked for hours and you start telling people about this incredible person that you've met and they're like like yeah but you know aren't her family like you know like cocaine addicts you're like no it doesn't matter it doesn't matter no 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 they she's not like them it's completely different you're like hasn't hasn't this guy like you know hasn't he been married four times doesn't matter this time's different yes absolutely but those women they were not right for him i mean they just weren't right for him they just didn't understand him the way i understand him. like he would never be unfaithful to me you know and you're like rose tinted glasses there are no downsides there are only Benefits. So you start in the relationship, or you you open the business, or you you know start on the fitness program, and you're so happy, and you download all the materials, and you get into the gym, and you buy your new gym gear, and you buy a Nutribullet or a blender and some protein powder and a pair of Cobra grips, and you are rocking and rolling and ready to go. And then, after a little while, you enter the next stage of the emotional cycle of change, which is informed pessimism. So informed pessimism is a very different stage to uninformed optimism because this is where you've been doing the program for a while or you've been in the relationship for a while or you've started the business for a while and you're starting to realize that it's not all just as rosy as you imagined it might be. You're beginning to perceive many, many, many of the downsides and not just as many of the benefits so this is where you know on the 18 month sculpt and shred program which is opening in march again by the way you join the program and now you're kind of you know maybe two three months into the program and you're like I really thought that I would be, like, seeing more changes in my body by now, and I'm kind of really getting fed up with, like, with, you know, constantly tracking my macros and my calories. I mean, like, who has time for that shit, really? And I just, you know, I really used to enjoy drinking wine every night. Like, I don't know why I ever thought that, like, you know, I was, you know, I could be the kind of person who didn't drink during the week, and and, and I'm not really sure that I enjoy the gym, and Getting up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym, like it's kind of, (laughs) I thought it would be fun to be a morning person, but I've kind of realized that like my bed is much warmer than 5 a.m. And, you know, and so you're like, fuck, not the gym again. Like, do I really have to do this cardio? And, you know, everything becomes just a little bit more difficult. The realities of the program have hit you smack in the face and you're beginning to wonder, why in God's name you started in the first place. You start to look back and think, was I really that unhappy? Was I really that fat? Like, do I really care that my belly is bigger than I want it to be? Like, you start to question, you know, your own, you start to question your own process of even joining this program in the first place. Uh, But, you know, it's not bad enough to give up, but It's kind of not good enough to keep going. And you do keep going, but you're definitely suffering from a little bit of a loss of enthusiasm. And unfortunately, it gets worse. Because after informed pessimism, you hit the stage called the Valley of Despair. And the Valley of Despair is just as joyful a place as the name suggests it's horrible. The valley of despair is the point where you can see zero benefits of doing this shit every day. And all you can see are the downsides. This is the point that I reached in every single business that I started before The Sculpted Vegan. And I did reach it in The Sculpted Vegan as well at one point. This is the point where Everything you are doing looks, feels, and tastes like work. There are no upsides in the Valley of Despair getting up in the morning to go to the gym is a bloody nightmare. You hate the gym now. You hate those disgusting, thin little instructors that like smile cheerily at you as you come in the door in the morning. You're scowling at them like, I don't want to be here. You know, you detest getting up to do cardio. You are so over counting your macros and calories. You're like, oh, I, I don't even know why I wanted to be lean and sculpted and toned in the first place. You know, this This is just work. I never signed up for this shit. Like, I didn't believe that it was going to be this hard. You know, this is the point in your business where everything is set up, you know, you're not launching anything new, you've got your business, you've got your website, you've got, you know, your first flurry of customers, you know, you've and, and you know, the business has started to take along. And now it's become a job, you show up nine to five, you do the work, you know, you, you thought you were going to make millions, there's no millions coming in cash flow is a daily struggle, you're working your bloody ass off. And actually, you're not even earning any more money than you were earning whenever you were in employment In fact, you're earning less, less money than you were earning when you were employed by someone else. And you start to look back and go, maybe it wasn't all that bad. What on earth was I whinging about? I got paid holidays. I, I used to get a salary at the end of the month. I used to have money to spend on wine to drown my sorrows on the weekend when I'm feeling like shit and now I don't even have that. It's the same as in a fitness program. You're like, I feel so shitty and I used to love the weekends, but I'm on this bloody calorie controlled diet because I so told myself I wanted to look like a physique athlete and I can't even drown my sorrows on a bottle of wine on the weekend. And the Valley of Despair is a really crappy place to be. Here's the problem with the valley of despair. Yes, it's a shitty place to be, right? But if you don't keep going through the valley of despair, you'll quit. There's oh, You have two options in the valley of despair. Keep going or quit. Do you know what most people do? Most people quit. Now quitting is not bad if It's something that isn't working. I am actually really, really glad that I quit all of the other businesses that I had um, started because if I hadn't have, then I wouldn't be the success that I am today with The Sculpted Vegan. However, with bodybuilding, quitting is not an option. The only way to get to your body goal is To keep going. But similar to a business, if the program that you're not working at the minute isn't working for you, then you can quit and start a different program. But if you don't finish that program, you will never, ever ever get out of the valley of despair because the minute you switch from one program to another program, you have to go through the whole process again. So you can eventually reach your goal like I did with the business. I moved sideways in businesses and I quit this one and quit this one and quit this one and quit this one until I find the business that I truly, truly, truly knew would get me the result that I craved and then I kept going through the valley of despair. So the thing about fitness programs is when you find a fitness program that you know without a shadow of a doubt will get you the results that you want, you will never, ever, ever get those results if you quit in the valley of despair but this is what most people do and you know what happens whenever you quit the valley of despair do you know why people do it people do it because we're comfort seekers it's uncomfortable in the valley of despair we want to go back to being comfortable so we quit the valley of despair we climb right back out the valley right back out of the valley out where from whence we came and we start another fitness program and guess what happens We go through the cycle all again. Oh, yes, we go right back into uninformed optimism, where you tell everyone, oh, my God, I've got this new fitness program. It's absolutely amazing. I can train from home. I'm going to look like this person. And they go, hang on a wee second. Wait, were you not doing another fitness program? And you're like, yeah, but you know what? That one just wasn't working for me. It wasn't getting, getting me the results that I deserved. So I'm doing this one over here now. And they go, oh, right, OK. And then you meet them again in a year. And you're like, oh, my God, yeah, I'm doing this fitness program. It's amazing. And they were like, but weren't you, didn't you change to like Beach Body program? And they're like, yeah, but you know what? That wasn't working for me. So now I'm doing this program. And because what happens is we are addicted to the cycle or to the stage of uninformed optimism. We're addicted to it because it feels great. We do this with hobbies as well. Do you know those people, like those other people who are perpetual hobby starters? It's like, I'm going to go fishing and I'm going to like, you know, be the world's best fisherman. And so they, they take up fishing and they buy all the tackle, they buy all the gear, they go fishing. And then after a while of really not catching anything and having to go through the learning curve of, you know, learning how to fish, they're like, yeah, I wasn't cut out for fishing. And they decide they're going to go biking. And then they buy bikes and they buy a bike for their wife and then they all go biking. And then they realize that actually getting fit enough to cycle for long periods of time is not only hard and boring but it's not really that much fun so the bikes collect dust in the garage and then they decide they're going to take up art so they buy easels and paint and they start painting and you know the cycle continues because we're addicted to the uninformed optimism but here's the thing you can get back to uninformed optimism in a different way if you keep going let me explain. Instead of climbing back out of the valley of despair, which feels more comfortable in the moment, but ultimately leaves you unfulfilled in the long term, if you keep going through the valley of despair, you eventually reach the stage of informed optimism. Now, informed optimism is a beautiful stage because once again, you begin to feel optimistic, but this time it's informed optimism because you know how to work the program you are informed of the upsides and you are informed of the downsides you know that it's work to count your calories and macros and meal prep but it doesn't really seem as hard as it did in the beginning whenever you first started because now it's just second nature you can whip out my fitness pal and you can whip up a recipe or input your days you know calories and macros without it takes you two and a half seconds now you can create a weekly meal plan for yourself on a 1500 or a 2200 or whatever calorie count and it takes you literally 20 minutes you're so efficient to doing it you go into the gym and it takes you 40 minutes to do your workout because you walk in you don't even need to look at the videos in the program anymore you know exactly what a lat pull down is you know what a close grip pull down is you know what a bent over barbell row is you know what a seated close close grip cable row is you just you know what a deadlift is you get in there you get the workout done you lift intensity to failure and you leave so the work has become easier a lot a lot a lot easier but also you start to perceive the benefits this is where you start to look in the mirror and you go oh there's a delt oh look oh my goodness i can see my shoulders popping is that a tricep that i see you start to notice that your booty is higher and tighter you start to notice that your legs are growing slightly people have started to comment and say wow you look amazing what is it that you're doing people come up to you in the gym dudes especially come up to you in the gym and they're like i've noticed you in here like you've been really dedicated and i have to say you look amazing are you are you training for a fitness competition they're like me training for a fitness competition. Oh my God, he thought I was an athlete. This was amazing. And so, you know, people start to notice, and you start to make friends at the gym, and you start to be able to ask people for a spot. And, you know, you can't even imagine going back to drinking wine every night because like, you know, of course, you still drink wine or vodka or whatever it is on the weekend because you can eat and drink anything on the Sculpt and Shred program. But, you know, so it, this all becomes a way of life now. And you've enrolled your husband or your wife into coming to the gym with you. And that's like your special time that you two have together. And they don't resent you anymore for going to the gym. They they they, they're, they have a massive amount of admiration for your success. And they want to join you in, in what it is that you're successful at because you've inspired them. And I don't know if you have you inspired them, but you're inspiring other people. People around you, and just seeing you show up every single day for yourself, and and, and push through with tenacity and determination and discipline and courage, has inspired other people to want to get fit as well and want to be like you, and they're starting to come to you and ask for advice. This is the stage of informed optimism. This is where you really start to see the benefits. It becomes a way of life. And giving up is no longer an option because you have traversed the valley of despair. You've made it to the other side. And the the last stage after informed optimism is success and fulfillment. I have now reached the stage with the Sculpted Vegan and also with my body of success and fulfillment. And I guess whenever I do these podcasts or whenever I teach, I I tend to link these two things together because I started them at exactly the same time. My business and my body are very intertwined in terms of you know in terms of success for me because i built them both at the same time and one was built off the other i couldn't have built my business if i hadn't have committed to building my body so i do tend to intertwine them but success and fulfillment is the stage that i've now reached i am extremely happy with my body i'm extremely happy with the amount of muscle that i have with the shape my body has and you know now i'm just making small changes incremental changes marginal gains like i'm adding a little more size to my glutes i'm adding trying to add a a little more hamstring. I want slightly wider lats to give myself a more hourglass figure. So I'm working on these little incremental changes. Same with the sculpted vegan. It's running very efficiently. We have a very good turnover. We have a monthly recurring revenue. The business is is been. We've been in business three years now. We're out of the danger zone. We have great cash flow. I have a team of 15 people worldwide. I don't even work in the business anymore. I have a team to run the business for me, and I just work in the areas where I am very very strong and where I'm most needed. And, and it's the same with my with my body as well. Like I don't have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing in the gym anymore, which I do anyway because it's second nature. But, you know, I, I can take a week off and it doesn't worry me. I can eat like a horse, which I'm doing at the minute after, you know, a shred. And it, it doesn't worry me. I don't care about putting on a bit of body fat. I, it, I, I've i lost all my fear over, will I get there? Will I get there? Because I'm there. And now all I'm doing is improving what I've got. And so this is, it's so important to get to that stage, but so few people get there because they give up in the valley of despair but let me tell you see the stage of success and fulfillment it is so much sweeter so much sweeter than uninformed optimism uninformed optimism is exciting it's that rosy time at the start of a relationship it's that you know that exciting time but the thing is it's it's not built on anything it's only built on a dream so you know excitement over a dream will only last for so long because a dream isn't reality. It's only in your head. But when you reach the stage of success and fulfillment, it's reality. It's in front of you. It's what you do every day. You can taste it, touch it, feel it. You can experience it. You're not just experiencing it in your head. You're experiencing it with your whole being, it's like whenever I, I used to dream of, of being a successful, you know, online entrepreneur years ago, we're just being successful at anything, not even successful on, uh, online entrepreneur, but I used to dream of flying first class to Australia. I used to dream of having a full-time personal chef at home. I used to dream of having a housekeeper. I used to dream of being able to take vacations with my family and and work when I wanted to and not work when I didn't want to. And, And I have all those things now. I have them now you know, I I wrote a post on Instagram, which actually, my God, created so much hate, believe it or not. Um, It's amazing how, you know, talking about your success or talking about money brings up people's issues. But I I am more than happy to talk about the money that I have made. And people may be like, oh, look at her over there, Miss fucking Fancy Pants talking about her money. Let me tell you something. I've earned every single penny that I have made and I am proud to talk about it. I will not hide the fact that I worked my ass off. I sacrificed time with my family. I sacrificed time with my husband. I risked. I had sleepless nights. It was one of the hardest things I have ever done. But you know what? I have earned the right to celebrate my success. And I have earned the right to celebrate the success that I have achieved with my body. Personally, professionally, I have earned every single inch of my success, I will not apologize for it. I don't give a fuck whose issues it brings up. I don't give a shit if looking at my success makes you feel bad about yourself because that is on you. And that's what I said, not you guys, because you're listening to this going, Kim, I swear to God, I'm like, I'm really happy for you. <laughs> no, it didn't mean you. Because you guys listening to this, I'm like, I love you so much. Like, I love you all in like, here. I'm sitting in my office, right? I'm sitting in my office here, talking into a microphone, wearing a pair of headphones, right? Looking like a total dork. But I I know that I'm not really sitting here in my office talking to myself. I know I'm talking to you. Yes, you. You who's listening to this, I'm talking to you. And I want to tell you something, I love you because you are one of my biggest supporters and I appreciate every single one of you. And you would never tear me down. And I totally and utterly appreciate that. And you want success for yourself, which is why you like listening to me. I get it. And that's why I love teaching you because you're so, you know, avid to soak it up. I love you guys, but there are some really, you know, insecure mean, shitty people out there who say horrible things. And I am not going to apologize for the success that I have because I made it through the emotional cycle of change. I made it through the valley of despair and I made it to success and fulfillment. And let me tell you something, I'm not living that dream in my head anymore. I'm walking on the beach in a G-string bikini. I am loving my 40-year-old body, which is a better body than I had whenever I was 20. I am loving flying first class. I am loving having a private chef to cook me food so I don't have to think about cooking food every day. I love the fact that I haven't done a load of laundry in two years because I have full-time help at home seven days a week. So I'm not I'm not going to apologize for that. And let me tell you, it tastes so sweet. I'm not saying this to make you feel bad. I'm saying this to inspire you. I did it. I did it at 37 years of age. I started my company at 37 years of age. I started bodybuilding at 37 years of age. I haven't been doing this for 20 years. I haven't been doing it like my whole life. I haven't been in fitness my whole life. Yes, I was a yoga teacher before this. If I can do it, you can do it too. And let me tell you, the... The, the success and fulfillment stage is incredible. I want everyone to come over here. It's like, come on in, the water's amazing. But you're just gonna have to swim through like the fucking shallows over there with the sharks and the piranhas before you get here. But it's worth it. I'm like, dive in, go for it, swim really fast, keep going. You know, it's 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 once you're over here, it's really, really sweet. But you ain't gonna get here, people, if you keep giving up. If you keep giving up, listen. Is it easy to get here? No. That's why hardly hardly anyone is here. That's why they're all over there complaining about it and bitching and whinging at me on Instagram because I'm posting pictures of me flying first class to Australia. You know, let me tell you, you've never met a hater doing better than you. Never met a hater doing better than you. So anyone who's out there online or, or, or anywhere in the world trying to tear you down, let me tell you, you'll never meet a hater doing better than you. So... You know, the reason why I wanted to talk about this today was it's, you know, if you want to increase your, if you want to grow, you have to increase your complexity. To bring it back to what I was saying in the very beginning about Michelle was, what I said to Michelle was, you have built complexity in in a certain area. You've built it in the four-week shred and you've built it in the 12-week shred. You have shown yourself that you can complete the emotional cycle of change necessary to complete a 12-week program. Now you need to push yourself, I said to her. You need to finish the 18 month and increase your capacity. You need to increase your capacity and you need to um, increase your complexity and set a longer term goal. 18 months is a shit long time, I tell you. But you know why I created the world's only 18 month fitness program? Because it's the only thing that's going to get you the body you want. If I could get you the body you want and deserve and are willing to work for in 12 weeks, I swear to God I would create it for you. If I could figure out a way for you to get there quicker, I would do it. But I I can't because it isn't possible. Just like building a business isn't possible in, in any shorter time than it's possible. People say to me, oh, Kim, how have you built the Sculpted Vegan so quickly? I'm like, I've been trying to be successful for eight years. My eight years of try and, trying and feeling at businesses and on, learning the online marketing world is, is why I'm the success I am today. I am not an overnight success. I'm an eight year overnight success. It's taken me three, nearly four years. I'll be 41 in April. It's taken me four years, let's say, to build the body that I have now. Four years. 18 months is nothing. 18 months will give you an incredible start. It'll take you from where you are now to where, closer to where you want to be. But at the end of the 18 months, what you realize is this is a way of life and you're just going to keep going. So, that's why i sell an 18 month program because this is what it takes but if you go into something like the 18 month program or whether whatever reason you're listening to this podcast for you may not even listen to me for fitness advice right but if you want to change something and you really want to reach that stage of success and fulfillment, you got to be willing to go through the emotional cycle of change and keep going when the going gets tough. There's no other way to get to success and fulfillment apart from to keep going through the valley of despair. So Michelle, who I'm talking about here, isn't the kind of person who gives up. Michelle has completed the four-week shred. She's completed the 12-week shred. But she hasn't yet reached her goal. And that's simply because her goal has been too short term. It's too short term. Yes, she is. She has the tenacity and the strength and the commitment to get through those shorter term programs, which are not easy programs, by the way. But she hasn't yet built the emotional muscle needed to get through the 18 month program, which is actually what she wants to do if she truly wants to change her body. And unfortunately, that's what it takes. But the only way to get there is simply to keep going. The reason why I realized what it takes to really change your body whenever I started bodybuilding was because I set a goal of doing a bikini competition. And whenever I found a trainer and I said to him, I want to do a bikini competition, he looked at me and he said, it's going to take a year. And I was like, well, it's going to take a year because I thought I was pretty fit. He was like, it's going to take a year for you to get in shape to do one. And I was like, no way. I'm a yoga teacher. Like, I look amazing. And like, I was so, like, so deluded. Uh, I didn't, he just kept saying, no, you need more legs. You need more legs. I was like, what are you talking need more legs. I have great legs. I had these skinny little pins. <laughs> I just thought I had great legs and uh he like obviously no no ego at all like yoga teacher no ego uh no Kim um and so never really suffered from lack of confidence I have to say but um and uh, he told me I needed more legs and I was like no I don't but yeah, so anyway then when it once I began to realize I began to you know, research online and look at all these bikini athletes I was like oh wow yeah like I look nothing like that like I was like posing and trying to like replicate these poses in the mirror and I was like oh wow like I really have a distorted view of what I look like I definitely don't look like that so I think that you know setting the goal of Doing a bodybuilding competition, if I hadn't set that goal, I don't think that I would be as successful as I am today because that is what taught me what it really takes. I started training for competition in April. I didn't stand on stage until the following April. So I built muscle from April to December. And then I did a four month shred January, February, March, April. And then I stood on stage. I think the first time it was actually, wasn't my birthday? I think it was the day after my birthday. It was like the 15th of April was the first time I stood on stage. It was exactly one year after I started training. And even then, it wasn't enough to build muscle. That's why my program is now an 18-month program, where it used to be a 12-month program, because I realized that that's just what it takes. So if I hadn't have done that, I probably wouldn't have really understood what it takes to work towards a long-term goal. And I think because I had the goal of standing on stage in mind, that's what kept me going that's what kept me going. I just, I wouldn't let myself give up. And of course, I developed the Sculpted Vegan at the same time. So um, I knew that I was developing the business too at the same time. So it was just kind of an idea then, but um, it was something that I had been searching for online that I hadn't been able to find. And I thought, well, if I'm searching for it, there's loads of other people I'm sure searching for it, which is why I decided to create it into a business. So um, so just to, just to finish up here, what I what I really want to say or what I've, I've tried to teach in this is that You know, you don't allow yourself to get stuck. I think that whenever you really, really, really want something, you have to set a long-term goal. You know, whenever I first started in bodybuilding, I set a goal of standing on stage. And I knew it was going to take me a year. So I was committed to that process. I knew what I wanted to look like. It was very, very specific for me. I was like, I want to wear a red sparkly bikini. I want to stand on stage. I want to have abs like this, glutes like this, legs like this. I had a very clear vision in my mind of what I wanted to look like. Did I look like that when I stood on stage? No, I looked nothing like the vision that I had in my mind. My posing, was horrendous even though I practiced like every day for 12 weeks it was still horrendous my um I, I didn't get lean enough because I didn't follow my coach's plan uh, I certainly did not have enough muscle my butt jiggled on stage I was I didn't I was standing on stage with a bunch of like 19 year olds I entered first time bikini never should have done it should have gone into the over 40s class which I did as well over 30 35s which I did as well I ended up winning that class actually but um and I can't, actually, in fairness though I was standing on stage with a bunch of 19 year olds and I ended up coming fifth in a big class um of first time bikini so I have to say I was pretty. I didn't do too badly my first time out, but I didn't really care about winning or not winning. What I cared about was what I looked like. And see, when I got off stage, I, my show was on a on a Sunday. I I got off stage on the Sunday. We didn't get back home till like one o'clock in the morning because it was quite far away from from my home. I got up the next morning. And I went to the gym and I trained. I didn't even take a day off. I went to the gym and I trained because I already had my sights set on the shows the following year. Because I was like, I knew what I wanted to look like. And I was bitterly disappointed that I didn't look the way I had wanted to look. And I worked my ass off for the whole of the next year. The whole of the next year, I fell halfway through the year into the valley of despair and I just kept going. kept going because I had my eye on the prize. So you have to commit to the long term and you have to understand the emotional cycle of change and just accept the fact that it's going to happen. There is nobody, nobody who has achieved any level of success in this life has not gone through The emotional cycle of change. And if if they haven't gone through that, they haven't really worked or they haven't really had to work hard for the thing that they have. You know, there's there's people in this world who are very naturally talented and then they fall into something and they become successful at it. And then you'll say to them, Wow, like how did you, how did you do this? And they're like, Yeah, I I don't know. It just kind of happened. Like I got some good opportunities and whatever. These people have probably never had to go through the emotional cycle of change simply because, you know, they were, they were hit by good fortune or whatever. When you've had to work your ass off for every single thing that you have, you appreciate it more. And not only that, but then you can teach it to others, which is why I can teach you guys, you know, now what I've learned. Um, And so, which is why I'm happy to say, yes, I have a personal chef. Yes, I have a full time housekeeper seven days a week. Yes, I have, you know, I can fly first class to Australia. Yes, I can go on multiple holidays. Yes, I can afford a range over. You know, I, I, can, I can say these things because I've worked for them. They feel so solid in my body that I do not feel any shame in saying, yes, I have these things because I worked for them. I own them with every fiber of my soul. And that feels so good. The body that I have, the glutes that I have, they, like my husband and I went training today in the gym. He came over to Mark's gym, my trainer's gym, for the first time ever, and we trained legs. And I was so impressed by him and how hard he lifted. But, you know, but I was like, I had four 20 kilo plates per side on the squat rack. I was squatting 180 kilos. Um, and for six good, I think it was eight actually, eight good deep reps on my final set, I swore, grunted complained and and like pushed for every single one of those reps and that's why i have great legs and that's why i have great glutes because i refuse to give up refuse to give up in fact it's funny just before i go i want to tell you there's a a couple of people have have mentioned in the facebook groups about how they don't like the intro to this podcast where i go like you know, there's like the noise and I don't think that And a couple of people said, oh, I don't really like it. You know, it kind of scares me when it comes on and, you know, oh, I wish you'd change it. But let me tell you about the intro to this podcast quickly before I go. So that intro of me going, that was actually taken from a video of me training in the gym where I had, I was on a, an incline hack squat. I had 190 kilos on the incline hack squat, the heaviest I've ever squatted. And I was pushing for Every single rep, I honestly felt like I was in labor. I think felt like I was in, I was giving birth again, and that was a very guttural or guttural I don't know how you pronounce it um, sound that came from me in my final rep of my final set. And my creative director in the sculpted vegan mark, he took it, he extracted the audio from that video, and then he combined it with like the music at the start of the, which I love. And so every time I listen to that sound, it transports me back to the incline hack squat. Where I literally left my soul on the gym floor for that one last rep, so it has a very personal meaning for me and it and I would never change the start of this podcast because it truly has such a deep and personal connection for me and so uh, but that is what it takes that sound is the sound of work it's the sound of truly what it takes to be successful in any endeavor in any of life in any endeavor in any any area of life and that valley of despair is the place where you just got to keep going if you want to get there so that was my advice to Michelle who asked the question my advice was Michelle I think you should jump into the 18-month program and fully commit with your whole soul to getting the results that you want and I said to her you know the, the coaches and I are here with you I am in the private Facebook group every day I said I am committed to you. If you are willing to commit to yourself, I will commit to you. I will commit to supporting you through your journey because I know that she's gonna hit the valley of despair at some point because everybody does. And I said to her, the coaches and I, we are here for you. We know you from the groups. We are we are here to, to support you every step of the way. And all the coaches started chiming in because they were all in the live and they were like, yeah, yeah, Michelle, we're here. We love you. We're here to support you. And it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And she was like, okay, I'm gonna do it the 18 month here I come I'm committed and we were like yay and collectively cheering for her so I hope she's listening to this podcast if you are Michelle I love you I absolutely respect you I think you are amazing and thank you so much for letting me tell your story to the world (laughs) on the Strong and Sculpted podcast. Um, But I think that, you know, you are braver than I think many, many people that I've met. You know, you you could be one of the bravest people I've ever met. And I have so much respect for you. And I cannot wait to see you um, and the changes that you make at the end of the 18-month program because I know that you're going to commit to this and you're going to get through this. And I am not going to let you fail. I am not going to let you fail. I swear. If you're in this, I'm in this right by your side. So guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Don't forget to jump over to um, wherever you're listening to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Um pod bean I think is another one uh, leave your review if you want to send me a screenshot of it on Instagram my Instagram handle is at the sculpted vegan if you don't follow me make sure you follow me over there too and we can connect in the DMs so send me a screenshot of your review because I love it when people send me screenshots because it makes me feel so happy to read them uh, so definitely send me a screenshot over there and you could be uh, the next winner of the one of our programs in February whenever we do the draw um, and don't forget we are launching the sculpted or sorry the strong and sculpted program in March March as well, only opens once a year and it's opening in March and it's so exciting. I cannot wait. Um, I love bringing new members into the Sculpt and Shred and just seeing what they do and just committing to them. You know, it's it's incredible. I remember, just to leave you with a quote before I go, Margaret Mead, it's one of my favorite quotes in the world. And she says, um, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful citizens can change the world because indeed it's the only thing that ever has. I absolutely love that quote and I every time I see these women in my groups just pushing forward striving achieving incredible things it inspires me to be better do better and to show up for myself every day because I see these women doing the same thing and I just want to show up and be better in myself so that you know we can all inspire and lift each other up because really that's just what it's all about so with that lovely little rosy thought I'm going to leave you I'm going to say thank you so much for listening um I love each and every one of you and and I promise you I really do it's like you know like, you don't even know me you can't say you love me i swear to god love each and every one of you i love leaving, love reading the reviews on on um on the podcast it really makes me feel so happy and um, have an absolutely wonderful rest of the week wherever you are and i will speak to you next week for another episode of strong and sculpted this is kim constable i will talk to you very soon bye for now